1: This is Heather Nichols, and we're here this week with the amazing Miss Marnie Barranco. Um, we're going to be talking about parenting beyond right and wrong, which I'm super excited about. Um, Marnie is a um, mother of four. Four or five? I just totally <laughs> forgot the it's number. It's
2: confusing. actually... I've given birth to three, but I had three stepkids for a while who are still part of my world. So there's six in total. Six. Okay.
3: Six.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, And... Of An Access Consciousness Facilitator, a Conscious Parents, Conscious Kids Facilitator, and X-Men. You're an X-Men Facilitator, right? I am. Yes, I am. Um, What else? (laughs) Just Um, an amazing being and creator (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All the credentials, right? Um, And somebody that I just... So every time I talk to you, Marnie, I just walk away totally inspired and lit up and excited. So thank you for you and thank you for being here this week with us.
2: Thank you for the invitation. I'm super excited. And this is one of my favorite
1: topics in the world. I know. Well, it's funny, you know, I, I, just, I think even maybe from some conversations with you about parenting and just looking at this whole, because this Conscious Parents, Conscious Kids um, is a new-ish specialty area class in Access Consciousness where there's some new facilitators. And <clears throat> um, just I just recently realized that um, this was actually changing the area of parenting for me allowed me to change every other area of my life Um, because it was just so it was so stressful that it was difficult to create ease anywhere else it was difficult to create a business it was difficult to have ease with my body just with my life and you know kind of my daily you know how I roll and it was like I just I had very very high energy out of control Boys um, that were pretty young when I found access consciousness and um, kind of always bouncing off the walls. And um, it was just like this constant stress in my world. And um, so I'm just, I'm so grateful for this conversation and so grateful that it's going to be out in the world in a much greater way.
2: Yes, me too. There's, I, you know, just as you're talking, it's like there's such an idea that when you become a parent, life as you know it is over, and that you <laughs> no longer count, and you no yeah. longer matter, yeah. and that now this this new little person in your world is supposed to be the all-consuming, and you're supposed to mm-hmm. be the self-sacrificial mother. And yeah. then we wonder why we resent being a parent, and we resent mm-hmm. our kids, and why we're miserable. Like you said, it spills over into everything else, yeah. because yeah. we so often find so many what this means. And what it demands of us, and what if it didn't
1: mean all of that? Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. And it, it's funny because that's so what my world was like. And um, I mean, even my—it's funny to look at it now. It's like my my first, my oldest, when he was born, he he was he was became like colicky, quote mm. unquote. You know, like a week after he was born. So it was like this sweet little baby, and then he just started screaming and he didn't stop until he was <laughs> like four months old. Yeah. I hated it. You know, I was so miserable. It was, I still look back at that as one of the most difficult times of my life. And, um, and it, it I, I think he was also really aware of that, you know, like now yeah. when I look at it, knowing what I know, I'm like, oh, he knew so much, you know, even yeah. as this little baby and we don't, in this reality, there aren't conversations about kids actually knowing Right. Knowing, you know. Yeah. 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 And so talk about that because you're so, I mean, your kids are just amazing and you're so brilliant with so many things and that that being one of them, just empowering your kids to know that yes. they know. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, thank you for that. And I, one of the things I would say is that our first language every little person born into the world the first language is energy. So before there's words, before there's any of that, there is exactly what you just said, Heather. They, they know and there is an awareness of energy. And so when you take like the colicky baby, for example, and let's say you have the point of view that your kid's supposed to be happy and they're supposed to be content and they're supposed to be smiling all the time, mm-hmm. then the more they cry the more like, you know, tense and anxious and knotted up you get. And then yeah. being that they perceive energy, then they get more knotted and tensed in, and And then you just go back and forth and it just yeah. escalates for everybody else. So acknowledging, first of all, that they do come in knowing and that yeah. they are aware of energy, actually just kind of getting that piece can shift and change so much. And then as they start to grow, it's we have such a weird concept that we're the parent, we're supposed to know what's best, we're supposed to know what's right, we're supposed to teach our kids this is the right thing, this is the wrong thing, this is what's best for you, this is not a good choice for you. And so then we come in basically and try to be God in their world and try yeah. to get them to like align and agree and conform to what we have decided is best for them. And in that, we don't recognize that they actually come in knowing. They actually come in with a sense of energy and a sense of awareness and asking questions and they actually know what's best for them. I mean, when you think about it, if you look at any other person, adult person in the world, and you took the point of view that you know what was best for them and you were going to tell them and you were going to coach them and you were going to make them do what you had decided was best, they would not be happy with you (laughs) and they probably would not, um, you know, be your friend for very long, because that would be a superior thing. Yeah,
1: totally. So, but
2: yet we have the idea that that's okay to do with kids. So.
1: Yeah, that it's such a, um, superior, like we, we, we know best, you know, and that's just, it just creates this like decay of what could be, um, that is really, um, just And it's been so cool to even just witness that. And, like, for me, um, one of the big game-changers of this conversation for me was when um, one of the uh, – probably one of the first conversations that I had with Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, about um, um, parenting was when he asked me if I was willing to stop protecting my kids. And yeah. I was just like, what the – You know, I just was like, I can't even, and this is like, there was some stuff going on with their dad and his, he was getting divorced and just some stuff that was, I was like freaking out and I was in Costa Rica and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I can't even get to my kids right now. And, um, and I just started running a process, actually, what energy, space and consciousness can I be to stop protecting my kids for all eternity? Mm. And, um, and it was it started to change so much because it it shifted my perspective that they were these little people, you know, that right. I needed to protect that didn't know that were hopeless in the world, that were total victims, that, you know, yeah. I had to protect. And it, it and it into this perspective of well, these are four trillion year old beings, you know? <laughs> yeah. They might know three. a three or two are four trillion, you know? Right. And, and, uh, apparently they chose their dad and they chose me and they chose the situation. And, um, and it was so cool because there was this piece that came into their worlds. And I would say the more I choose this as a mom, um, this energy of like really trusting my kids to know yeah. what they know and know that they know. And, um, there the more I be that with them the more peace and space they have and before it was just this like frenetic thing in their worlds because I was always relating to them as if they were victims and helpless and they they knew something different but I wasn't acknowledging that and so it's just so amazing what can it's a, everything is the opposite of what it appears it to be you know
2: yeah Well, and when my first son was born, he was very colicky as well. And I mean, it was hours a day. And I would just, I would get so frustrated. This was before Access Tools and didn't know what to do. And I thought I should know how to do this thing called mom. And I wasn't knowing how to do this thing called mom. And it was really interesting because someone, and again, you know, this was before I had the Access Tools, but someone asked me some questions. And I really got to, I had this point of view about the world that it was this awful, mean, scary place And how could I even bring someone into that kind of world, Mm -hmm. first of all? And now that I did, I better be on my game. And I better get this right. And I better make sure that, you know, they don't get hurt and that that they're safe and that they're happy and that they're blah, blah, blah. And my friend looked at me and she goes, well, no wonder he's upset and so are you. That sucks. And I went, yeah, it really does. But being willing to, like, actually look at what is, to look at, hey, these are about what it is mom or dad or what the world is and what my job is now, and then go, oh, that's an interesting point of view. If I didn't have that point of view, what would I know? If I didn't have that point of view, how much more space could I open up for me and for them? And so, you know, it was a progression really to come to the place of, oh, I can actually let go because as you just said, this is an infinite being, tiny little Mm -hmm. body, really big, potent, (laughs) very potent, (laughs) infinite being. So rather than taking on all these responsibilities that actually disempower, what if we asked questions and empowered?
1: Yeah, yeah, and being a facilitator of your kids, that was also something really cool that Gary invited me to, you know, it was like, what if you're actually here to facilitate them? And it was like, Mm -hmm. whoa, you know, and facilitate means to make their life easier, like to make, not to make their life easier in the way that you might think of your function, from the judgment of that, but um, yeah. but to actually like make easier them having their allow awareness and having allowance and being in the world and giving them the tools, you know, um, and acknowledging how much they know. yeah, um, you you I, I always love you post some really cool stories about your son, um Aaron, and <laughs> anything that pops for you to share? like it's just such this it is this like conscious parents, conscious kids. Kind yeah. of thing in action that you guys have and be, and um, anything you want to share?
2: Sure, there, there are lots of stories, but one of my favorites, he was four, he's 10 now, so this was a little while ago. But I was working from home and but I took him to preschool like three days out of the week. So it was one of the days where he was home with me and I'm downstairs working and he comes walking down the stairs holding this toy car in his hand, just tears streaming down his face. And I'm like, dude, what happened? And he goes, This toy isn't mine. And I said, Okay, so you know, where'd you get it? he said it was in my friend's cubby at school and I saw it and I liked it so I took it (sighs) and I said okay so what choice would you like to make now and he goes I want to take it back mom I want to take it back I said right like can we do it tomorrow when we go to school and he said no no please can we do it right now (sighs) and it actually It actually worked for me to go. So I said, sure, let's go. Let's get in the car. And so we drove to the school and he walks in with the car and he finds his friend and he said, hey, I saw this and I liked it. So I took it. And his friend just like wrapped his arms around him and said, oh, thank you. I was wondering where that was. And he took off. So it was like no thing in his world. But then as we were walking out, I looked at Aaron and I said, so what do you know now that you didn't know before you made that choice? And he goes, mom, it doesn't work for me to take things that aren't mine. And I'll never forget that moment uh, because there was no correction. There was yeah. no, you did a bad thing. There was no, yes. you shouldn't steal, steal. And so that's really a big part of conscious parenting is would you allow your kids to choose? And no matter what they choose, don't make them wrong for it, but encourage them to ask questions and encourage them to look and say, whoa, I chose that. And this is what it actually created. Does that creation actually work for me? And if it doesn't, then let them know they can choose again and choose again and choose again and choose again. And And when we get out of the we're supposed to teach them right or wrong and we're supposed to praise them for the right things and, you know, they get in trouble for the wrong things, then they're actually empowered to look at their choices Mm -hmm. and to have awareness from their choices. And that's something that will never be taken away from him because he's not doing it to please someone. He's not doing that because somebody told him what was the wrong thing and the right thing. He had his own awareness and that's his forever that's
1: so cool well and it's also you also didn't like entrain him into this moment of right good perfect and correct in this reality you know which is such a gift I mean such a gift because parenting is in this reality is so much about that you know and like teaching your kids how to function I mean yes they do need to know how to function in this reality so they can create with it and beyond it if they choose and, you know, but, um, but really uh, like just, yeah, like acknowledging, Hey, you know, just showing him a different possibility that there isn't, this isn't about judgment, you know? And so many parents would go to basically to me, what it, what it is is like this, the underlying assumption is this, uh, this kid is dumb. They're not, they're like an animal and they need to be like trained through correction and punishment you know consequences um to actually know what's right and wrong because they can't have awareness themselves you know we have to have to show them and and it's so funny because if you look at so many of like humanoid kids and x-men kids it's like i mean i know for me i growing up i was just like i don't get how this thing you know i don't really get how this reality works you know um But part of it was that nobody encouraged me to wonder about it and know what I knew and know what was true for me and know that it was not even, didn't have to be real if I didn't, you know, if it wasn't true for me. Yeah. Um,
2: And and to ask them questions, because, again, it is that the point of view is that as the adults, you're supposed to have the answers. I don't have any answers. It's like whatever comes up asking them questions because they you know what do you know like what would you like to create here what are you aware of and it is then what you just said then they start to have they're allowed to have their own awareness and they're allowed to keep that instead of losing it and giving it up for what everyone else says they're supposed to follow
1: yeah and which is the most confusing thing in the world you know for kids that are as aware as these kids are it's like wait a minute there's something this is like none of this is congruent you know nothing that you're telling me here matches what I know and so what we do if nobody's talking about this is we internalize that as I must be wrong I must be crazy I must be dumb I must be clueless I you know whatever your particular flavor is
2: (laughs) of wrongness you know totally and then we turn off our energy and we turn down our creativity and we try to conform to be the robot's that, like the robots we see around us, and we're miserable and we don't get it. And, but what you just said, we go, I must be wrong. And then we grow up with the wrongness of us. And then the wrongness of us people have kids. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, they're like, and the cycle continues. But so, like, really, the really one of the key things in breaking that whole cycle is for the parents to go, What if I wasn't wrong? And what yeah. if I allowed myself to have and be all of me? And what if everywhere I did cut off my energy and creativity and awareness? What if I allowed myself to have it back now? Just yeah. that will change everything in parenting. Like, Oh, so- my
1: God. So much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great segue into um, where I'd like to go next so we can talk more about this, like knowing that, you know, as a parent, um, we're going to take a little break And so we will be back in just a couple of minutes.
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Have you always wondered what it would be like to have more fun, ease, joy, and success in your business? What if your business could be more fresh, vibrant, and thriving every day? Heather Nichols Generative Business Pods program is a six-month business creation intensive of embodying question, choice, possibility, and contribution as the main elements for creating a dynamically different and wildly successful business. What if exponential growth in your business and income could come from being more of you? Find out more at heathernichols.com forward slash business pods.
4: Build a better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
0: are listening to Creating Beyond Reality with Heather Nichols. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to heather at heathernichols.com. That's heather at heathernichols.com. Now, back to Creating Beyond Reality.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Heather Nichols, and we're here this week with Marnie Barranco talking about parenting beyond right and wrong. Um. And we were just about to, at the break, um, just starting to talk about knowing what you know as a parent and really, you know, which to me is just, I I continue to marvel at the courage that it takes to know that you know and know what you know in any area of life. (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) Like the more, the more of this stuff I do. I mean, we just, Marnie and I just were live streaming the Nine Trannies class in Access Consciousness this weekend that um, just ended a couple hours ago. And that, I mean, that class, really, I was just like, wow, it really is this like such a, a leap of faith in a way or just this like an incredibly like courageous choice to really, really know everything that you know. And with parenting, you know, there's just so much like the sticks have been Set so high in this reality that if you get it, if you get it wrong, and there or if you don't get it right, and it's such a big—I know for me, growing up, I was like, I'm going to be the perfect parent. I'm going to have two kids. I'm going to be like the best, most ideal, wonderful, perfect mom. Right, which set me up for just misery.
2: Mm-hmm. Misery for <laughs> us and our kids, right? Yeah, yeah. it's so funny because there's so many things written as well, and you know, I know when I was getting ready to have my first child, and. I went to school for early childhood education. I had been a preschool teacher. So, you know, you're like, well, I should know this stuff. But then when you go, whoa, this is like going to be actually my kid in my house (laughs) 24-7. It sort of can send you into a what now? So the books that are out there and how, you know, sleep and food and what's, you know, what's the good way to do things and then all the conflicting opinions on that. And, and you can just lead you to this, like, what is, like, what actually works here, what's actually true, and it just can create so much angst in your world. So what you said of being willing to know what you know, mm-hmm. and that is so opposite of what we're told. The idea is always that there are experts who know better, and you yeah. need to listen to the experts, and then you need to do what the experts, whoever they are, tell you, <laughs> even right. though none of them agree on anything, figure out which right. one's right, and then do what they tell yeah. you.
1: And And based on their research and you know, and it's like, oh, do they research your kid?
2: You know? Yeah. Right. (laughs) And then and then you're surprised that as a parent you're exhausted and you're not having fun. (laughs) And you know, that it's all miserable. So yeah, but when you're willing to just step back from everybody, what they're saying and their opinions and go, what do I actually know about this? And if I was actually just willing to choose, choose for me and be aware of what's working, what yeah, what would I know? It actually opens up a whole different space. And I would say another thing is being willing to um, get it wrong. Yeah. You know, and to be seen as a horrible parent. Um, It's, yeah, we uh, are so vested in getting it right. And one of the things for me was letting go of the idea. I had to get it right. And just being willing to be seen as a bad, horrible parent um, if following my knowing was going to cause people to go and it does I mean my kids have sugar whenever they want and my mm-hmm. kids eat when they want and yeah. they have so much choice I have so few rules and so many parents just that's just a horrible way to parent so are you yeah. be, are you willing to be seen as a horrible parent
1: yeah well and it's funny like you have so few rules and so much choice and your your kids are just phenomenal you know like they're kind caring creative people you know in the world
2: <laughs> it's like well, well and it's because it's funny the idea like you said is they come in almost like these little animal monkey monsters that we must tame and mm-hmm. so we put all these rules thinking we're going to tame them which actually has the opposite effect <laughs> They get yeah. more, more in resistance to the rules and out of control but when you actually give them choice and you actually let them be aware of what their choice creates and they're going to do what works for them you know yeah. My I had one son who just thought it was the coolest thing that he could stay up and he decided one night he was gonna stay up all night and the next day he went to school and he came back and he was like, I don't think I'll ever do that again. That was really kind of a hard day. It's like, Mm. all right. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. And but I would say also at the same time, it's in giving them choice. You don't give up yours either. So there's this whole back and forth thing, like, you know, with the bedtime thing, even. Maybe as mom or dad, you require some quiet time at the end of the day. So that's fine. It can be like, hey, I'm going to my room or I'm going to go watch TV or whatever you're going to do. And this is, this is my time. You can stay up, but we're going to stay up in separate spaces. You go mm-hmm. to your space, I'll go to mine. So it's not a giving up. And again, this whole idea that perpetrates through our, this reality in so many ways is that whether it's parents or in business or whatever it is somebody wins and somebody loses someone comes up on top and somebody's gonna get you know (laughs) out of luck so what if that's not true what if there is a way to co-create where you choose for you they choose for them and nobody wins and loses it's actually a co-creation that works for everybody
1: yeah yeah totally yeah yeah and it's and it is so um it's amazing. It's so pragmatic, you know, I mean, it really like the the question that we put on the um, the graphic for this show was, is what you're doing works? or, or is what you're doing working? Um, and um, and that was for me, that was um, just such a valuable question. I mean, just like what I've always looked at with parenting and and when I was finally willing to be, judged as a mom be wrong as a mom get it yeah. wrong as a mom like fuck up my kid you know all that stuff yep. um and then um then I could actually look at because before it was like well no it's not working but that doesn't matter like I don't matter in the equation of parenting right it's all about these kids and like getting them doing the hard work of getting them to be like upstanding citizens in the world you know <laughs>
2: And if they aren't that, then somehow we failed. Somehow Mm -hmm. it was our fault, right? Yeah,
1: totally, totally.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
1: rather than just like, no, they have choice, I have choice. And uh, I love that, like, with the bedtime thing, I do that a lot with my kids where I'll just be like, I'm... I'm going to bed. And yep. if you guys, like, their friends sometimes when they spend the night, d- their friends are like, what? <laughs> like, don't get, I don't care. Like, your mom is really different, you know. <laughs> um, they were yeah. actually, they were sitting in the, it was so funny, we had a um, birthday party for my oldest son a couple weeks ago. And I, it was like, you know, all these 13-year-old boys that are just like, discovering all this stuff and testing the waters and they were sitting in the kitchen right in front of me telling mom jokes and (laughs) (laughs) like like pretty raunchy mom jokes you know and I was just like I was like guys I'm right here you know (laughs) I was like I know you do this and I don't really care but it doesn't actually work for me for you yeah to do this in front of me you know so you yeah. can do this downstairs you know but don't do it in front of me you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: but I love what you just said like you gave them a choice like this doesn't yeah. work for me and you go do it downstairs and I mean that's yeah. the thing constantly is like hey this doesn't work for me and a b or c you know yeah so you one of those that's yeah. fine yeah
1: yeah if you want to do like tell all the mom jokes you want to tell you know Yeah. Not in my presence. Yeah, exactly.
2: It makes me think of another story. I actually had a friend come stay with me, and she has a son that's Aaron's age. And this was a couple years ago. And I'm in my bathroom putting on makeup or something, and Aaron comes up, and he goes, Mom, do you know how, like, I make my own toast and stuff in the morning? I said, yeah. And he said, well, my friend doesn't do that, and his mom's not up yet. So would you, like, come make it? And I said, okay, he's the same age as you, right? He said, Yeah. I said, do I do for you what you can do for yourself? Uh, Well, sometimes. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, if we're in a hurry or something, you'll help me so we get out the door faster. I said, okay, fair enough. But normally, (laughs) he goes, no, Mm -hmm. if I can do it, then I do it. I said, okay, so let's go show him how to make toast. Then he'll know and then he can do it. He goes, okay, cool. So I went down and we're showing him how to make toast, you know, just simple little Mm -hmm. do this, do this. So mom walks in and literally starts to open her mouth with, oh, baby, let me and I gave her the like. Do not <laughs> <And the> inter- <laughs> with what is occurring here. Just back up. So she sat down
1: <laughs> and You're we like, finished You're making your life easier right now. <laughs> I am.
2: Don't, don't interrupt this. Trust me, you want this. <laughs> so anyway, we finished and he was so proud and happy and had cinnamon sugar toast and like, you know, went skipping out the door. And then she just looked at me and she goes, how do you do that? And I said, do what? How? And she said, how do you not do everything for your kids? Don't you judge yourself as a bad mom? And I said, oh, I, I gave that up a long time ago. I, I am a bad mom. You know? <laughs> but she just really started to cry with the pressure of trying to get this thing right. And then the guilt that she felt because she was always measuring up to see do I, how do I compare to other parents? And am I doing enough? And am I doing it right enough? And all of that. And we we had a really cool conversation. But it just really brought up this whole guilt thing is when we are listening to what everyone tells us we should do and how important it is. And like you said, if we we, we better get this right or <laughs> we're going to screw these people up for life, then mm-hmm. we have all of this pressure pressure, and we function from guilt. And when we function from the distraction of guilt, we can't create anything that's fun. We can't yeah. create anything that's light and easy. We can't create anything that works because we're always trying to make up for something. So one question I would love is, would you be willing to let go of the guilt of anything you've chosen Any way that you've parented or not parented, would you be willing to let that go and just go, what else is possible? If I wasn't having to feel guilty about this, if I didn't have to compare myself, if I wasn't trying to get it right, what would actually change and how much easier
1: would it be? Yeah. 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 Wow. That is so cool. Well, and um, one of the things that I also wanted to ask you about (coughs) was... um, there was this conversation recently, and I'm not even remembering what class it was in. There's been so many lately, but um, about you having too many kids. And, hey. um, oh, it was a call. It was a call. It was. Um, Yeah. So this is such a brilliant conversation with Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness. And he was saying to Marnie, you know, you, like, you're, you can, do as much as you do and get as much done and create as much as you can create because you have too many kids. <laughs> he did. And he and, actually and,
2: and. called it a brilliant creation. And it was so funny because it was a tilt brilliant creation. I always looked at it like, what the heck was I thinking <laughs> uh, this is the first time anyone called this a brilliant creation. <laughs> but he, so talk he, he, did. About he that. said, yeah, I mean, he just brought out, like he said, you can't use. I don't have enough time as an excuse. You can't use. I don't have enough money. You just find a way. You can't use. I'm sick. Because when you when your kids need something, you just get up and you do what what's required to do. So he basically just brought out like how um, how much potency, how much create creation and creativity is required to have kids and still create your life. Mm-hmm. And it really changed. Um, Well, it just opened up something for me to acknowledge the gift of too many kids and what it actually like invited me to step into. And so, I mean, and I wonder whether it's one kid or, you know, however many kids, what invitation are they to being able to uh, just so many things like to get way more done than you thought possible to to have What an invitation to have your own awareness back. What an invitation to have your own knowing back. What an invitation for you to be empowered and also empower them. And I mean, gosh, if you can do it there, kind of like you said at the beginning, Heather, it was like it flowed over into everything, the discomfort with it. When you find the ease with it and the allowance for it, how can that actually spill over and make everything else greater?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think even about the toast example, you know, it's like when you have six kids, you cannot make toast for all of them,
4: you know?
1: I mean, you could if that's all you wanted to do. You would be in the kitchen just 24 hours a day, you know? Um, So, um, and you were talking about something, too, along these lines with business lately and creation where you're saying um, you're starting to ask... um, I don't remember the exact question, but it was something like what... um, who else could handle this or something yeah. like that?
2: Yeah. Who else could I get to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even with, yeah, with, with your kids and just what, well, and the confidence that it builds when they are able to take on the things that you think you need to do for them. And I guess it's an errand story day, but the beginning of the school year, he was going into fourth grade. He wanted me to walk him to school or so he said, so we 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 had moved to a new house and it was a brand new school. So first day a brand new school and we're, you know, two and a half, three blocks from the school. And I knew he'd be able to walk it by himself, but he's like, Hey mom, first day, will you come with me? I said, sure. No problem. So we're walking, we get halfway there. And he looks at me and he goes, um, Hey mom, I've got this. And I mm. said, are you sending me home? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll be back after school. I've got this. And I'm like, okay. was like wanting to cry, feeling completely like, Oh my God, he doesn't need me at all. <laughs> and, and I watched him walk across the thing and get you know, across the street and head to the parking lot. And then I turned around, and went home, but I went, how cool is that? And one of the things Gary Douglas, um, founder of access consciousness says often is, are you, are you willing for your kids to be needless of
1: you? Yeah. Oh my and gosh.
2: yeah. And I mean, willing for them to be needless does create a whole bunch of ease but it's also funny because it hits a whole bunch of points of view of where your value is <laughs> in being a mom or what you do, yeah. or
1: all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I, that, <laughs> yes, like I've, I do so little for my kids really. And, and yet I be such a space with them, you know, and they be with like, we be with each other. That is so different. Um and yeah. actually maybe that's a great place to to pick up when we come back from our from our second break um it's just that like what is actually you know like it's just that being with yeah. our kids that um you know what do they actually require um, yeah so let's take a little pause there and we'll be back in just a couple minutes
0: on facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on facebook at voice america empowerment have you always wondered what it would be like to have more fun ease joy and success in your business what if your business could be more fresh, vibrant, and thriving every day? Heather Nichols' Generative Business Pods program is a six-month business creation intensive of embodying question, choice, possibility, and contribution as the main elements for creating a dynamically different and wildly successful business. What if exponential growth in your business and income could come from being more of you? Find out more at heathernichols.com forward slash business pods. <laughs>
4: Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: listening to creating beyond reality with heather nichols if you have a question or comment about our program please send an email to heather at heather com. that's heather at heather now back to
1: creating beyond reality welcome back everybody this is heather nichols and we're here this week with marnie baranko talking about conscious parents conscious kids parenting beyond right and wrong um And uh, we were just sort of saying before the break this whole thing about you know what if your kids like being willing to have your kids be needless of you, which is just it's such a big one. I mean, in this world, it's like there's such an importance and a value placed on how like what it is to be a good mom, how it is to be a parent, you know, how like what's required, how you need to show up, and. And like the sort of proof to ourselves uh, or like the calming of our own anxieties that somehow, you know, if I'm doing this thing and my kids need me and I'm meeting their needs, then that means that I'm being good, you know. Mm. (laughs) And I remember when I got to this point where it was very early on, you know, my kids were really little when I got divorced and I think... Also, you know, in a way, I had too many kids because they were <laughs> each one of them was like five kids, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, and I was just like, okay, well, I hate cooking. I don't like. I don't actually hate it, but I don't like to do it every day by any means. I don't like cleaning up, um, and nobody ever wanted to eat the same thing, and um, and I just was like, you know what? What if I actually just hired somebody to do the things that I don't like doing and so I pretty much ever since I've got divorced which has been nine years um I've had somebody different people at different times working kind of running my household doing the laundry doing the cooking making the lunches for the next day cleaning up like just do like doing all the stuff that you're supposed i mean especially the cooking in a lot of cultures like that's really what makes you a good mom you know right <laughs> and i'm like no i don't cook for my kids ever <laughs> you know um yeah and it's but I, but i did have to be willing to create a reality like encourage them to not need me and create that reality choose that reality for myself and acknowledge like what is it that i be with my kids that's not tangible definable recognizable, you can't put a finger on, Mm. but there's a space of being that my children and I be when we're with each other that doesn't require proving, it doesn't require words, it doesn't require doing, you know, and sometimes there's things that are, you know, we need to do, but it's more this being with each other that makes such a difference and creates this space in their worlds that they don't get anywhere else. Yes. Um, so, yeah. You know. And what
2: what opens that space is what you just said. It's the willingness to choose for you and mm-hmm. the willingness to be pragmatic and do what works. And mm-hmm. those sound like really two simple things, but that's actually the antithesis of what we're taught. Choosing for you, uh-uh, that's what comes to the bottom now. And mm-hmm. doing what works, nope. There's the rules of what a good mom is and a and bad mom is and good dad and bad dad. And so you follow those. That's what we're told. But the willingness to choose what works for you first, always above everything else and everywhere that sounds like the most selfish, horrific thing you could be as a parent. (laughs) The only way that you have the possibility of ease and joy in parenting is if you are willing to choose what works for you. Yeah. And to be pragmatic. It's like what you said. I mean, I know the exact same thing. I'm going to cook this wonderful dinner. And then they're like, ew. Oh,
1: my God. Every
2: night. (laughs) You spent two hours in the kitchen. And now you're mad at everyone. So, so much for enjoying each other's company. It doesn't really work so well. So, look at what works for you. And, you know, some, I have seen so many moms that bought the point of view that they're either they should be a stay-at-home mom. Or there's a certain amount of time they should spend with their kids. Or there's Mm -hmm. certain things that they're supposed to do. They're supposed to play games. They're supposed to play dress up. A good parent takes a kid to the park. Whatever those things are. But they're miserable when they do it. Like what if you didn't judge yourself if you went, I actually don't love spending a lot of time with my kids. What if that wasn't horrible? And Mm -hmm. what if you went, okay, so what do they require? And who would actually love to be that for my kids? (laughs) And so then my kids get what they want. And it's not stressful for me. And then when I show up, I actually show up as me. My tank is full. And what you just said, Heather, there's this space of contribution and a space of yeah. fun and a space of ease that's only available if you're willing to choose for you and honor you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's well said. And and that is really the gift that you be with your kids. And the, that's the thing that they can't actually get elsewhere, oh, you know, yes. is your presence. And I, I, when I looked at how my life was set up around being a good mom and getting it right and doing all the things, you know, I was just like, there's nowhere in this equation is my joy, my ease, my presence, like nowhere, like I'm not actually present with my kids if I have to do all this cooking and cleaning and laundry. And, and I was like, as a single mom, I was just like, they'll never get my presence, you know, and I don't like doing that stuff either. So let's just let's take me out of this, take that out of my job description, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, and I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I gave birth to three kids Mm -hmm. and my first two, I did exact same thing. I would be, I'm going to be the stay-at-home mom and I would stay home for a little bit and I'd be so miserable. So then I'd go get a job and then I'd feel guilty that I was missing out on spending time with my kids. So I'd quit my job and go back home only to be miserable being at home because I was bored out <laughs> to tears. <laughs> and I did this for child number one and child number two, the constant like, you know, back and forth drama and all of that. So they were in school. And then my third son and I went, wonder if it didn't have to be an either or. I wonder if there was a way that I could actually do what was fun for me. And I started to look at what else was possible and it completely changed. So I've had a, you know, a whole different um, way of being with my third one around that whole work, stay home or whatever kind of choice. But it was the willingness to ask, ask the question and do something different. And what what it's created in my kids, even my older two who I was, you know, all in that whole drama cycle in the beginning, when I started to choose for me and to create my life, what they got was, oh, I can do that too. Wow. Creating is fun. And so they come all the time. Now we go out for dinner and we literally take a notebook and we have create dinners where we come up with business ideas and inventions and all of these kinds of things that would be fun. And then I, all right, so which, which step would you like to take? You know, I'm going to go research this or I'm going to go get this URL. And, and they, but what, what I got was when I was willing to get out of the drama, trauma, autopilot loop and the guilt and all of that crap. And actually, choose for me that was an invitation to them to see what they could create their life
1: as, and they came alive. That is so cool. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that. Well, and your son, another Aaron story tell the story about the computer that he, he's bought, he's working on buying a second computer now. <laughs> now, there's this,
2: yeah, so there was the first one, he wanted a thousand dollar computer. And he came to me and said, mom, hey, here's this computer. It's a gaming computer. I want to get it. So will you buy it for me? And I said, well, and I I looked at it because I could have. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's fun for me to buy stuff. I said, well, I could. But what if you created it? And he goes, well, how? I have $10 in my account. I said, I don't know. Start asking questions, you know, just like what else is possible? What would it take to have this computer and have it be fun? And within three weeks, he had $1,000 in the computer sitting on his desk and I have a picture of him with this, this expression of like, yes, I did it. <laughs> and it was just random places, you know, he mm-hmm. would do little jobs and people would give him way more money than he was charging or just random things started to show up, which was really exciting to him. So now he's addicted and he's got a second laptop gaming computer. So he goes, this one's really cool and I love it, but we're going to create a new one now. I said, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Let's create the new one. <laughs> so, but then there again, Where I made him needless of me with money. It's no longer mom, will you? It's, you know, oh, look what I could create. And just another question of that, this was a few years back, but it was one of those weeks where I swear all three of my kids, mom, can I have this? Mom, would you buy this? Mom, we should do this. Hey, can we get this? And I finally just said, hey guys, like, what if you actually contributed to me having more money so it was easier to do these things or to you having the money? And they said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, just ask a question and like put your energy in it, you know, just like, oh, more money for for the house. Cool. And they said, oh, yeah, okay, we can do that. It was less than a week. I went out to the mailbox and I had a a letter from someone I would have never expected to have a letter from. And I opened it up and there was a $4,000 check to me and a $1,000 check to each of my kids.
3: Oh, my God.
2: I walked in and I said, hey, you guys remember that conversation about contributing your energy? I would love for you to see what that created. And they all just like, you know, jaws drop to the floor. And I, but I went, you acknowledge that you created this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Key, key, key piece. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. I love it. And just, I mean, what the gift that that gives your kids for the the creation of their future is just absolutely phenomenal, you know, really to...
2: Can I say one thing? I I just, if you're listening to this and this is so far out for you, because I get that it is, it's so opposite of what we're taught in parenting and all of that. And it's like, what do you mean put your energy in getting money? And what do you mean they eat as much sugar as they want? Mm -hmm. And what do you mean you don't have rules? I would just encourage you to play with it. Pick one thing and just go, huh? You know, even if it's just starting with, okay. I have a lot of points of view about me as a parent, about my kids, about how this should be and shouldn't be. What if that was just all an interesting point of view? I wonder what else was possible. Mm -hmm. I wonder what else could show up. Even if you start there, it's a way of basically looking at what is and what you've chosen till now and then going, huh, I wonder if something could be different. And Mm -hmm. that in itself can just start to change so much. And I would also love to say You know, Heather, I know your kids and I know a lot of kids whose parents use these tools. Their kids have such a level of being empowered and a confidence. They do amazing things in the world because they're always asking questions and they know how to create their life. They're phenomenal kids. They're phenomenal kids. (sighs) Amazing kids that blow my mind all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm so grateful. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I've gone from, you know, years ago, really Str- like I would on Mother's Day I would always be like I don't actually want to be with my kids today because it's yeah. Mother's Day like why would right. I want to be with my kids when that's hard work you know yeah. um, to now actually they are two of my favorite people to hang out with because there's just so much yeah. space and it's so much ease to be together um, that's changed so much but I really really had to get over um, getting it right ever and um, you know I love
2: that, what you just said, your favorite people to hang out with, because that's my reality with my kids, too. And people think they're supposed to say that and think they're supposed to work towards that. But it's really the letting go of everything you've decided and the letting go of judging you that allows that to be what you just said.
1: Yep. It yeah. totally is. And it's and it's not even like we are we don't like do tons of stuff. We're not like now we're gonna do this activity and this you know, yeah. It's just this being, this space of being that's just such a gift.
2: Well um, and now I have to say with mine I'm like, Hey, let's go, let's go bowling, let's go to a movie, let's go. Yeah. Oh mom, we're just cool hanging out. Let's mm-hmm. just go. I'm like, wait, <laughs>
1: really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, we just have a couple minutes, but um, I'd love for people to know where they can find more conscious parents, conscious kids um, Yes. classes, information. Yeah. Yeah, so currently we have 10, we call them
2: CPCK, conscious parents, conscious kids facilitators. And we've got some in the US and in India, Europe, Australia, So they span the globe and they do classes all around the world. Some of them even like in German, Slovenian, French, we've got different languages as well. So to find out more, go to accessconsciousness.com forward slash CPCK. And you will find a list of all the facilitators in their classes. And uh, they do also private sessions. So if there's that you can do on the phone. So if you've got something up with, you know, one of your kids and you want to have some, some tools to create something different, I, I would recommend any one of those ten facilitators to you.
1: Mm, awesome. Yeah, that can be huge when you're it just can.
2: like but <laughs> you, yeah, you can't Yeah, you can't see another you can't see another way somebody can yeah. ask you questions and you can all of a sudden have a window to a different possibility.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah, I mean, where else in the world do people have these conversations, you know? It's just yeah. such a gift. Just it is. yeah cool yes. awesome well thank you lovely marnie for being here i always just so enjoy chatting with you um and thank,
2: thank you also and thank you for your uh, awareness around this whole thing and what you've created with your kids and being an invitation to mm. a different possibility
1: mm, thank you yeah. yeah i'd love to see a world of happy parents <laughs> i know and empowered oh, that kids parents i mean whoa <laughs> <laughs> cool all right everybody thanks for being here with us this week we'll be back next week with more have a great week bye for now
0: Thank you for joining us today for creating beyond reality make sure to join heather nichols again next monday at noon pacific and 9 p.m central european time on the voice america empowerment channel for another adventure into the brilliance of you have an amazing week of possibility and creation